Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com, and call the Mike Seibert Radio voicemail hotline and leave a message, 231-224-MIKE. And that spelling is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just like it sounds. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week from Seattle, featuring spotlight interviews, independent artists, and occasionally more. And this week's guest is Tyler Chin Tanner from A Wave Blue World, and we're talking about the Kickstarter for their new project, an anthology called Deadbeats. That Kickstarter is now live. Go check it out at awbwkickstarter.com. And before we talk to Tyler, here's a clip of the promotional video at the top of the Deadbeats Kickstarter. Hello there. So good of you to join me. Allow me a moment of your time to tell you about my latest undertaking. Deadbeats is a music-themed horror anthology centering around the proprietor of a music shop containing a number of unusual artifacts. Each creator will weave their own haunting tale, revealing its origin. Joining me on this journey into the macabre are editors Eric Poliki, who co-edited the anthology This Nightmare Kills Fascists, as well as All We Ever Wanted, and Joe Corallo, who co-edited the Mine Anthology, benefiting Planned Parenthood. They've assembled a talented team of creators who are eager to send chills up your spine this upcoming Halloween season. Please take a look over our campaign and consider backing Deadbeats. This book is dark, like my soul. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and joining me right now via Skype is uh, Tyler Chin Tanner from Away Blue World. We are going to talk about the Kickstarter for Dead Beats, uh, their new book that uh, is now available out on Kickstarter, as well as some of the origins and direction and mission of the company. And we'll probably talk about some other stuff too but i'm gonna shut up and and let my guest have uh, a minute to speak uh tyler thanks for thanks for joining us hi mike thanks for having me all right so let's let's start there before we go backwards and talk about kind of the origins of wave blue world and you know the the mission and and uh what you guys are all about first since the kickstarter has just now launched Let's start by talking about Deadbeats. What uh, what can you tell me about that upcoming project? Yeah, Deadbeats is our latest anthology. Um, it's a music-themed horror anthology. Uh, all stories that have to deal with 
musical instruments or artifacts that have a dark, um, mysterious background. Um, so it's in that way, it's a curated anthology where the, uh-huh. we have a central character, the shopkeeper, and she runs this music shop, and where the reader is sort of invited to take this tour of the store where mm-hmm. he sh- where she shows us these different items, whether it's you know music instrument or a cassette tape or something that somebody wore. Uh, my story is about a peacock feather, and then that launches that serves as the intro to each mm-hmm. of these stories where we have all these various creators who tell their short tale um, about this artifact and what happens, you know, and, you know, what, what sort of dark thing, spooky story happened and how did this artifact wind up in the store? That's really cool. That's uh, I, I knew it was an anthology, uh, you know, very similar to uh, some of the other works. Like, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about All We Ever Wanted, Stories of a Better World. And yeah. I, I didn't know that it had the uh, uh, narrative glue of yeah. being in. I, I'm really excited about that because, you know, it, it sounds like it's got like a old a old style EC Comics uh, creep yep. show uh, type, of, type of vibe to that. And, and you know, having the yeah. music connection there uh uh sounds really uh really exciting as well um yeah. so so uh so the kickstarter for that is available now i've got a link in the show notes for you to click on and check it out um and uh on that note you can always follow awbwkickstarter.com that's our own url and that always links to our most recent kickstarter Oh, perfect! Very cool. I I yeah, like yeah. that. Keep, keeps it very handy. So so whichever Kickstarter is the current one, as long as you put yeah. in awbwkickstarter.com, it it always takes you there. That that will direct the link right to whatever our current one is. Yeah, that's awesome. So, very yeah, helpful. it's a pretty cool trick that um, <laughs> you know you can do just so that it's like. I don't know. You just keep the URL consistent, and people can follow something. So you're not always putting in these you know, long URLs or trying to do, um, you know, one of those shortened things, but we just have our own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it makes it super easy to remember. And it also yeah. makes it easier for folks like me that are encouraging folks to go check it out. You know, it's something very easy to remember and to say, awbwkickstarter.com. I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's, uh, um, kind of stick with uh deadbeats a little bit and uh do you want to talk about any of the other particular stories that are going into the anthology um well i i mean i have firsthand knowledge of my own story <laughs> um, but uh yeah i mean as you were saying with the um the ec throwback we have the main character the uh shopkeeper her name is referenced to being like the crypt keeper um you know, introducing the story, and I like what you said about her being like the glue that keeps the, sto- the stories um, mm-hmm. connected. So it's like with all we ever wanted, that had a strong theme that they were all supposed to be positive visions of the future, but mm-hmm. there wasn't the same thing uh, thread like running throughout. Where this one has that thread. Um, yeah, I, the story that uh, I'm doing, um, it, the artifact is a peacock feather. Okay, and it's a uh, it was temporarily owned by a uh, blues singer uh takes place back in the 60s um who had a beautiful voice but people weren't weren't paying attention to her she didn't have that element of flair so Mm -hmm. she makes a deal with uh the devil or a devil type figure 
where he said gives her the peacock feather and um you know people people won't be able to like look away from her you know she'll cap she'll be captivating on stage mm-hmm. um you know um then the trade-off i'll tell you the beginning part I don't spoil uh, yeah yeah don't spoil it too much but i yeah, i color me intrigued the trade-off because i didn't want to just do the same soul like thing um yeah is that she has to come back to the um old blues joint where he originally found her um every week and sing you know only to him you know without the feather just her voice just the empty stage um and so in that sense i was trying to come up with a little bit more sympathetic uh version of this devil character that you know he's he truly sees the value in just the pure singing without the flair without the gimmicks um you know maybe that's something that's missing from his life if this is indeed the devil and he deals with all these um superficial elements that people are always looking for. Sure. They're always trading their soul for the devil with, you know, he's looking for that little piece of, um, I don't know, truth, mm-hmm. purity. Um, so of course, you know, again, I won't spoil it too much. You know, when he doesn't get that, that sort of, that's where things, things go wrong, where she forgets her origins. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's my story. Um, I don't know too too much about about the other ones. I, I mean, I've sure. read the different different bios, but um, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of like good uses of of different instruments, okay, uh, sheet music. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see what creators do with them. That's really cool. And uh, speaking of, can you tease or reveal any of the creators that are going to be involved with Deadbeats? Let's see. Well, I mean, one of the most uh, interesting creative teams is um, the writer and artist who worked on uh, Doom Patrol back in the day. We're bringing them back together. You know, Rachel Pollock and Richard Case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they uh, we have them doing a story here, which is fun. That's awesome. To have some old school creators. Okay. Um, back in it. Um, yeah, the other the other editors, Joe Corallo. You know him. He did the uh, Mine anthology, the benefit for Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and he's got a new Vault title coming out. And he's working with Jen Hickman, who's a great artist. Um, and then Eric uh, Paliki is the other editor. Um, I am blanking. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> working with Leanna Congas, um, who's also just had a Vault series announced. Oh. So she's she's really good, and she was in All We Ever Wanted. Right. Story yeah, I don't know if you know her. Um, yeah, um, we've got this team. Do you know Ivy Weir and uh, Christina Stewart Steens? Yeah, That's Nadia cool. Shamas and Sweeney Boo. Um, I mean, definitely some some people um, that you've heard. Sure. Uh, oh, I, I think, and you know what? We might have a couple people that we release that are going to be in it that we're going to save for a week into the Kickstarter too. Gotcha. So look look out for that as well. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, um, I, I was just uh, looking on Facebook a little bit ago. Um, the uh, the upcoming anthology Deadbeats from uh, Wave Blue World looks like it's getting some press. You know, it's uh, you know with uh, articles in Hollywood Reporter, uh, Bleeding Cool, a couple other uh, news outlets. Uh, uh, could you talk about some of the press that uh, that's been surrounding this project? Um, well, I mean, we have been doing some initial press for Deadbeats. I had a print at uh, Emerald City Comic Con where we we're trying to get the word out for it. And we've been doing a few teaser things. You know, our big launch is, you know, when it when it actually comes out, um, 
which it just did. Um, the press that we were on the Hollywood Reporter for was actually for the Wave the Worlds, you know, new new staff and the the t- publishing team behind it. Yeah. Um, we recently uh, hired uh, Lisa Wu to be our uh, sales and marketing mm-hmm. head, and then uh, Joe Illich is our editorial director. Um, so they are coming on and really helping out in the direction that we're moving as a company, um, making sure that I don't have as as much to do in like all the different fields mm-hmm. because I mean I'm not really an expert in in everything. Um, <laughs> you know, I I founded the company, my wife, um, and I worked with some people you know along the way, but just spending too much of my time with the sales and the marketing or with the editorial side of things was keeping me from one some of my publishing responsibilities but also from uh, my creative work as yeah, well yeah yeah um, which i'd always found in wave blue world in order to put out you know my own comics and my own ideas and it, it grew to be more than that um but i didn't want to um you know sort of you know hide behind the curtain of the publishing side of things and uh not get to right. the projects that i wanted to develop um so bringing on new staff certainly helped that. Uh, both Joe and Lisa are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have had experience in the field. Um, Joe's worked with a number of companies, DC, Lionforge, Valiant. Lisa was most recently at Aftershock. Um, so they've been around the business. They know what they're doing. They're a great fit with the company in terms of our vision and what we're trying to do. Um, I couldn't be happier with the fit and just having them on board. Uh, it's only been a few weeks now, but mm-hmm. it's already it's paying uh, so many dividends. I'm really excited about the future for Wave Blue World. Very cool. And uh, on the various social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, it's like I, I've been seeing these new profiles being highlighted of new members of the team. And it's been pretty exciting to see uh, those reveals and getting to know um, and putting putting faces to some of the names that, you know, you see in credits. It's uh, uh, that's been really neat. And I, I, I guess from there, let's let's kind of get into uh, um, expanding on the origins of a wave blue world and kind of what you know, kind of, kind of the mission and vision of the company is all about. Because one of the things that that's drawn me to it is that it's it's very much a family affair. Would wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, it it's definitely is. Um, I think the very origins of it, you know, I founded. The company with my wife in 2005 um, was we really wanted to do comics the way that we felt they could be um, to fit our vision. Um, we have a 12-year-old daughter now that just shows how long it's been. Um, <laughs> and then she just loves comics. It's not even something that I've been like forcing on her at all. Right. She's been going to conventions since she was about six months old, her first San Diego Comic-Con, and she still loves going and She's she's in a lot of the photos from the conventions and things like that. So, yeah, it's the core of it is our family. Um, and then the people that we work with, we also feel like they're part of the family. You know, my friend Justin Zimmerman has been with the the team for a while and Nicola Black and now Lisa and Joe. I mean, they're just really it's a tight knit group. Um, we're all in it because we love comics and we love this industry and the people that we work with. Um so we really have a very genuine, um, you know, passion for what we do, 
a very transparent sort of relationship in the industry with people. Uh, I mean, we're just we're just in it because we care, we care about comics, we care about creators, um, and and we just want to see it reach its full potential. Excellent. And while we're there, um, could you talk about uh, some of the titles and other offerings uh, that are av- available through A Wave Blue World? Yeah, well, we now have um, 12 different titles that are out. I think Deadbeats is our 12th. Or is it our 13th? Yeah, it's our 13th, which is a good number <laughs> for a horror anthology. Absolutely. I love um, that. <laughs> yeah. It'll be our fifth anthology. We also have five graphic novels and two art books. Um, You know, we started early on. My first sort of creator-owned graphic novel right out of art school when we formed the company was Adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Then I moved on to the graphic novel um, American Terrorists, which was a political um, uh, kind of yeah graphic novel as well. then, I, then that's when I got into the anthologies. Our first one was Broken Frontier Anthology. That was actually our largest. Maybe it was a bit too much of an undertaking. I mean, it yeah. turned out great. But I was like, do anthologies really need to be 300 pages? Yeah, with, that, uh, that is a thick book. Creators? <laughs> I mean, that was sort of like the, the idea. You know, it was like the Kickstarter anthology was just getting started. Uh-huh. And people were, were really going big. Um, and uh, the response was really positive, And we got all these creators and... That has some of like the biggest names too that we have in any of our anthologies, because um, people really sort of gravitated to it. But uh, you also have to be conscious of not to create something that's going to sort of suffer under its own weight. Yeah. Um, so again, I mean, Broken Frontier came out beautiful. Um, no regrets there, but mm-hmm. um, we scaled things down a little bit, just being like we don't need to stuff quite as much in. Uh, that's when I did Loved and Lost to follow that. That's like a sort of an imperfect romance mm-hmm. collection, nine stories that I wrote, worked with a different artist. Um, you know, that was followed up by This Nightmare Kills Fascists, and then All We Ever Wanted, which is our positive vibe, mm-hmm. the apology, which just came out in December, which people really responded to. That's been doing really well. Um, and then, you know, I've started working with some other creators on their own creator-owned project. The 27 Run is Justin Zimmerman's project. That's a original graphic novel series mm-hmm. about mechs and monsters. Um, and then Kismet, Man of Fate, A. David Lewis, and Noel Tuazon, uh, they brought back a public domain superhero. Kismet first appeared during the Golden Age. Era, oh, okay. 1943, I think. Um, but he fell into the public domain, and they, they brought him back and did an interesting uh, story arc about the return of this hero that fought in world war two, but now he's back in the modern age and, uh, sort of comparing the issues back then versus now, you know, what's a little too similar, what's different, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty much what we have out right now. And we got plenty coming up. Well, and it seems to me that, you know, in my, uh, uh, limited, 
understanding of a wave blue world. It seems like a lot of the offerings have been in some way or another inspired by current events and the times that we're in. Like, you know, for for example, I think it's fair to say uh, all we ever wanted was largely inspired by, you know, the thinking that, you know, one, dystopia is kind of played out fiction wise, but also that, you know, for some the times that we're in, we're we're often in the darkest timeline, you know, from from folks' uh, uh, perspective, and it seems like that that uh, various projects in the AWBW catalog kind of seem to have that that um, uh, inspiration from uh, current events. Do you do you think that would be um, a fair assessment? You know how I put it. I mean, current events is part of it. Um, what I would what I like to say is understanding the world. Um, and human nature mm. you know we, we're trying to take a look at this world that we live in the relationships between people and what we what we can do not in necessarily an instructive way but like what we can do to make it better you know whether that's lessons from the past or you know visions of the future you know as, as a medium as comics we have a way to um, you know create a vision um, you know, of, of, of what, what we're seeking, you know, what mm-hmm. are we seeking as humans, um, as a species and, and sort of convey that, you know, that can be analogous, you know, it can be sci-fi, it can be fantasy, um, or it can take place, you know, in, in like your current, current day life. Right. Um, but as long as a story has something to say about the world and about humanity, you know, then I think it fits under the wave of the world banner. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, uh, with that being said, um, could you talk about uh, bringing things back to Dead Beats? Uh, could you yes. talk a bit about the inspiration for that particular project? Yeah, well, I mean, I think in that one, every anthology we do sort of works um, off of each other, you know, in, in sort of mood and style. So, you know, we went from This Nightmare Kills Fascists to All We Ever Wanted to try and inspire hope. Um, and from there, you know, I think that we did these positive visions. We were looking for something that bring it a little bit darker, but not really have the same sort of despair element. Um, so we thought, you know, what can we do that sort of tells a good story about people, about um, lessons to be learned through this sort of spooky horror element? Um, and that's when we, uh, you know, created Deadbeats um, to do something that mixed, uh, to, I think, two sort of amazing mediums in music and in and in mm-hmm. comics. Uh, yeah, to tell spooky horror stories that sort of blend together in this in this shopkeeper sort of premise. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very cool, and and with that, so like I I I've encountered uh, several uh, comics creators that either have been musicians or occasionally aspire to be musicians, or you know, usually there, there's kind of a little bit of uh, synchronicity there. Um, uh, do you have any kind of a, a musical background or anything that uh, uh, that uh, comes into play there? I don't have that much of a musical background. I was never that great at music. I've always enjoyed it as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, um, 
I find I like to use music in my creative process. Oh, you know, sure. I like yeah. to play. It gets me in the right mood for stories, whether I'm writing or drawing. Um, I, I try to find stuff <clears throat> um, that I can sort of pull pull from or just to get me in the right mood. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. There are also a lot of creators that play music. They're in bands themselves or they just use it as another creative outlet. Um, and that would be interesting. I should probably get like a um, survey. I should survey everybody because <laughs> I haven't, I haven't really asked specifically um, which ones you know actually have play music. I'm sure it's a spectrum of things because you'll yeah. have some that maybe are very like hardcore into it or playing at gigs and some of them that just sort of do it at home as a, as a hobby. Yeah, like, like I had mentioned, I, I've known uh, a couple like uh, musicians turned comics creators, and it's it's for for me somebody that that can't really do either. <laughs> it's yeah. it's, uh, it's I I'm I am always endlessly fascinated by you know uh, the stories that creators have and just the the sheer it sounds redundant, but the the just the creativity that that those types of folks can uh, conjure i've always found it incredibly fascinating yeah i mean it makes sense that some people find it both both outlets for their creativity Mm -hmm. because i can see how they overlap um but as someone who doesn't do too much music myself i can also understand like you know how how one of them can just help inform you know the other side of your creativity so i think it can work either way Gotcha. And and Tyler, while uh, while we've got you and while we're kind of on that topic, you know, obviously uh, you yourself are a uh, comics creator. Uh, could you talk uh, maybe a little more about your work and if you'd like maybe uh, uh, get into some of your origin story a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I view myself as a creator first and foremost. So I'm like a creator who formed um, a publisher. Uh, and the motivations there was mostly because I knew what I wanted to create um, and what I wanted my impact um, to be on the industry was very personal. And I just wanted to make sure that it didn't have to go through too many filters. You know, anytime you work with an outside publisher, um, even even you know, if they have wonderful policies, you know, it's always going to have to go through their marketing department or their sort of branding department to make sure it sort of fits with what they they put out, uh, which isn't necessarily bad a bad thing. Uh, I just did not want what I had to say, what I wanted to put out creatively, to to be tied down in any particular direction in that way. Uh, and I wanted to do this for other, you know, I wanted to bring other comic projects out that maybe necessarily wouldn't have an outlet um so yeah that's sort of a long way of saying um that yeah i I do view myself as being a creator first i started with writing these graphic novels that i published i did go to art school so i do like to draw um i haven't been doing much in terms of putting out my own artwork Mm -hmm. um just because it's i mean if you're going to do a graphic novel or a comic series and that's almost a full-time job in of itself to, to publish and to write would be a bit much, but I do have dreams someday of, of doing some short stories, which I've written and drawn myself, maybe a short, like a graphic novella or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if like, like I said, when I was running through the stuff, I wrote adrenaline. That was my first one that had a lot to do with, uh, tourism and adventure seeking versus, um, responsibility through, through being like global neighbors with other 
uh, societies and cultures. Um, American Terrace was more like, you know, American and politics based. Love and Lost. Um, that's a funny one to try to like pitch to people because it's like imperfect romance. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, I was like, well, there's lots of stories about like this perfect love and finding this true love and blah, 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 which is great, you know, when you get to that point. But there's so much of life that is about going through relationships that don't work out, or at least not the way that you expect. Um, so, you know, I've got sort of an odd taste and things sure <laughs> sure i like to kind of go against the grain <laughs> you know and again that's that's part of what i'm doing with the wave blue world so i mean if you like things that don't necessarily fit neatly into what you'd expect out of genres or or things i tend to kind of go in that direction um the latest series that i'm writing now which i'm excited to eventually come out this year i do have some of it online is mezzo um, that's a fantasy series, oh. but rather than being in sort of the um, Anglo-Saxon world, which we see much of it, it's based off of the Aztec or Mayan culture. Um, interesting. And so that's been really interesting to do something, have a different take um, on this on the fantasy, magic and fantasy genre. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be part of our late 2019 AWBW publishing plans once we get this uh, kickstarted for Deadbeats, you know, uh, going. Mm -hmm. That'll come out in October. And then I think also with that, I'm going to line up the first print issue of, of Mezzo, Mezzo number one. Right, because you're you're going to be doing uh, Mezzo as a webcomic, right? Uh, for, for first? Um, it is, it is. But we're also going to put out um, a Mezzo number one as well. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Very cool. We're going to do a, a new program, which I can tell, talk to you briefly about. It's Ooh. called a premiere program. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to, because Mezzo is six issues, um, I'm not going to put out the six issues in print, but I'm going to do a special premiere, premiere issue that we'll see prints and it'll have the first issue of the story plus a lot of our process work and our concept design just to give like a special issue rather than viewing the number one as we typically have um this is just a real intro premiere look at the series how it was created um and give you enough of a taste of the series to uh, see if it's something that people want to read more of um and then they can you know follow the series online if they want through the six issues mm -hmm. or they can wait for the eventual you know graphic novel collection of the book that sounds really exciting and uh def yeah. yeah definitely something we'll we'll have to talk about in the future too i i'm I, i'm anxious to hear more once kind of yeah. once it gets going yeah yeah when, when i have when we have the announcement you know we can definitely talk more and people will know more about the series um i think people will like it um, the key is going to be accessibility. I mean, this is all about mm -hmm. getting people what they want. Um, like I said, it's all online. So, you know, nobody has to feel like they're being made to buy something that they don't want. But also people love, you know, getting their, their number ones or their convention exclusives. And so we're going to have that for the people who are interested in it. Very cool. I mean, it, it, uh, it, 
you saying that reminds me of like uh, you know I had the opportunity to visit um, uh, you folks at the uh, Wave Blue World booth when you uh, came up to Emerald City Comic Con, and yeah. and that that was great. That was that was uh, when uh, did the group signings and all of that. But uh, one of the things that I liked about the uh, All We Ever Wanted project is that there was like that that exclusive cover uh, for the for the Kickstarter backers, and I thought that was. That was kind of neat because, like, it, it was interesting. I remember when I rolled up to the table, uh, a couple folks like saw my copy. They're like, "Oh, oh, there, there's a Kickstarter one." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of neat how, yeah, I mean, how it kind of sticks it's out. It's all about rewarding the people who are into um, what you're doing, who are backing you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as long as it doesn't, you know, you know the it, comics has a tenuous relationship with exclusives and collectors items and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's some strengths and some negatives. And, you know, I really just want to make sure we're on the right side of that line where it's like, you know, people love to go get something special. I mean, that is part mm-hmm. of the industry. So as long as it doesn't feel like they're being milked for like all their money, you know, that we're yeah. just trying to sell them the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, I think it's fine and it's fun. I mean, it, it all should be viewed as options. Like, do you want this special item? You know, here it is, or here's how you get it. Do you, you know, do you just not want to have to worry about that? Here's an easy way to just read the story. Like, it, mm-hmm. the availability, the accessibility is there. Yeah. Um, but there's also a couple level ups if you want something that's a little more exclusive or special. You know. Absolutely. And uh, uh, speaking of, you know, we we are talking about the Kickstarter for Deadbeats, which is up and available now. AWBWKickstarter.com. That link is in the show notes. Our guest is Tyler Chin Tanner, uh, president and co-publisher of A Wave Blue World. And um, as we get closer to um, uh, closer to closing out here, um, could you talk about any of the reward tiers or any of the other, you know, specials and goodies for uh, folks that, that participate in the Kickstarter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I never want to make the Kickstarter too, too complicated with rewards. We like to keep it fairly simple. Um, but there are, you know, digital options and the print options. Uh, we are going to do a process book again. We did that for all we ever wanted mm-hmm. a digital process book where we show a lot of the behind the scenes um, stuff, you know, the sketches, the pages before they were colored or some of the early pencil pages. Um, that's going to be a, a low level, you know, entry point. Mm-hmm. And if you want that, the print version or something that we're doing for this campaign that we didn't do for the last two is we're doing deadbeats t-shirts. Oh, um, and we got some T-shirt designs up there just because I we felt like with the music theme and the logo was so cool, um, which was created by Tim Daniel, who's a great designer, that we thought we'd do some T-shirts for it. And we came up with some cool skull, uh, color schemes. We got some black and purple. We got some red and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a neat reward. You know, I really like that. Um, and then for those people who didn't get all we ever wanted, um, we've got a, you know, a package where you can get some of our old anthologies as well as the new Deadbeats one. Uh, we've got limited signed book plates if people nice. like their uh, signed editions. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a bunch of creators to sign that. Um, I think with all we ever wanted, we got something like 25 signatures on that book plate. I don't know. I can't promise we can do the same with Deadbeats, but we'll get as many of the creators on that um, exclusive uh, book plate as we can. 
Yeah, I, I remember that uh, reward for the All We Ever Wanted campaign, and those went quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the book plates. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah, something yeah. really cool. Uh, uh, you know, another opportunity to get a more uh, premium version of uh, of the book there. And I, I agree with what you were saying, Tyler. I, I appreciate the simplicity of it. It's like, okay, here's a level where I could just participate in the campaign. Here's a level where I get a digital copy. Here's a tier where I get a physical copy. You know, and then it then it goes very uh, premium from there, uh, depending upon how how you'd like to participate and all the the cool stuff uh that could also be available there so yeah i just i i appreciate the elegant simplicity of it as opposed to i i've seen um other kickstarters that i think get get a little too uh complicated with some of the the reward tiers at times yeah sometimes i can get lost like reading through them trying to figure out how to back this book and i'm just like i've I've gone too far down the list and now I'm confused <laughs> as to what I want. And I'm trying to match it up with the graphics to see what is what, um, you know, it's good to have options for sure. But again, sure. like I think the majority of the people who back your campaign are just going to want to read the book, either digitally or print version, mm-hmm. you know, and the, don't like make that the center of your campaign with, with like a few like tiers above that. Awesome. And that being said, as uh, as we close out here, any particular uh, final things about Deadbeats and the Kickstarter uh, specific to that book uh, that you would like to mention, you know, to um, you know, really get folks interested, anything that we might not have discussed already uh, with regards to Deadbeats? Yeah, well, this is going up um, the day after the, you know, we just launched the day before. Uh, we do have an early bird special on there to get the... Um, the book plus all the digital goodies um, and the sticker for only $20. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be limited um, to the first couple days of the campaign. So if you get on there right away, you can get that. If after that, it's going up to 25, mm-hmm. which is still a good deal for the book, the process PDF and, and the, and the bumper sticker. So um, as someone who's, who's listening to this podcast, you know, we're on the early side, uh, jump right onto that campaign and get right to it. Absolutely. Sounds great. Uh, thanks for that uh, extra push in that little, uh, uh, I, I like I like stuff there that are kind of uh, a flash in nature. It's like, ooh, you know, it, it creates a sense of urgency. And that's, uh, that's definitely what we want to encourage folks to do. So head over to awbwkickstarter.com, uh, support the Kickstarter for the Dead Beats Anthology from A Wave Blue World. Again, our guest has been Tyler Chintaner. He's the president and co-publisher of that company, A Wave Blue World, and uh, uh, this has been a lot of fun. It's it's been uh, uh, it's been great uh, reconnecting. Kind of, uh, I I know we talked very briefly at uh, Emerald City, but I've uh, um, I'm glad you were able to take the time and chat with me here now about uh, about Deadbeats and and A Wave Blue World. Yeah, thanks for talking with me. Really appreciate it. Really help you. Really appreciate you helping getting the word out. Oh, you're welcome. It's it's my pleasure. I I I I I a lot of the stuff that I support, I I come at first as a fan. 
And like once I'm a fan, I'm a fan for life. And then uh, you know, I kinda try to use use my platform to turn folks on to stuff that I'm excited in and hopefully they become excited too. So that's that's kinda yeah. how we do around here. Um now uh so before uh before I let you go, Tyler, could you let folks know where people can connect uh with the Wave Blue World on the internet and the social medias? Yeah, well, our website's easy to remember, too. It's just awbw.com. Um, and then on Facebook and Twitter, it's just a wave blue world. You just type in. I know I made the words confusing for you. <laughs> um, but a wave blue world, type that into Twitter and Facebook, and it'll it come right up. You know, and just uh, as we were talking here, it reminds me of something I, I um, neglected to answer earlier. What uh, uh, What's the inspiration of the name, a wave blue world? Yeah. Where, where did that come from? Well, you know, again, like I said, I, I do too many things that are against the grain, so I've made a complicated name for my <laughs> for my publishing company, um, <laughs> which is hopefully assuaged a little bit by the AWBW uh, initials, which is the website. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. So many independent companies were coming out at the time when I founded in two thousand and five that were just supposed to be like these one word, like boom or serious sure. or things like that. That I, I just kind of wanted to do things differently. Um, and then in terms of, I mean, I guess I like puns too much. I mean, changing the words away flu world comes from brave new world. Okay, um, sure. Yeah. I mean, brave new world is a line from Shakespeare's the tempest. And then there was a book by Aldous Huxley. Um, so it fit with my theme of, um, dealing with sort of culture and politics and where we're going with this world, you know, um, but I also wanted to change it around to fit with some new themes like the waves meaning like regeneration and water and, and hopefully finding solutions to this new world of ours um tr- trying to have a bit of a positive feel there so that's where i was coming at it from mm-hmm. and it just sort of stuck around i mean people have asked me a lot and they're like really you want to go with that <laughs> can't do something a little bit you know, simpler, like blue world or something. I'm just like, well, no, I mean, it kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like it. It doesn't bother me when people mix it up. Like, I think it's funny. Like I get blue wave world or new, great, you know, people don't know which words to sort of twist around. I mean, that doesn't bother me. I mean, same with my name. You know, people don't say my name right the first time. Right. I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of the price of admission, I guess, but it doesn't bother me, so I don't, I don't care. But I, I do like the the uh, role of AWBW. I mean, it's very memorable. You know, Wave Blue World, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's very distinct and it's very memorable, yes. and I, I, I really like it. Yeah, that's cool. That's I mean, that's what we're going for. So even if it's not easy to say, as long as you remember us. <laughs> well, and, and especially when you can say something like awbwkickstarter.com, that's I mean, that's that's just got a quick snappy flow that's uh that that's very easy. So um uh Tyler again, this has been um a whole lot of fun. Um any uh any particular uh parting thoughts, uh shout outs, anything in particular that you would like to mention or discuss uh while I've got you. Oh man, that's a broad topic. You mean just <laughs> just anywhere? <laughs> yeah, wherever you'd like to go. <laughs> I, was I, just look- I, just wanna, I just want to thank Wendy, my wife. <laughs> Perfect. I, is that is that right? I don't. I, I probably didn't give her talk enough about her podcast, but she's responsible for everything that goes on here, mm-hmm. supporting my crazy idea 
um, pointing us in the right direction, mm -hmm. just just being a really guiding light for the company and, and everything. So yeah, sorry I don't you know if I didn't bring her enough. <laughs> she's just a major part of this company. So I'll shout, give her a shout out. Wonderful. It's very sweet and very smart, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if she listens to this podcast all the way through. There you be go. The little, the little Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a Easter egg for the end. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, again, Tyler, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, um, the again, the book is Dead Beats from A Wave Blue World. The Kickstarter is up now. awbwkickstarter.com and we'll uh, uh, we'll definitely talk again in the future. Great. Yeah, I look forward to it. And again, check out the Dead Beats Kickstarter at awbwkickstarter.com. And from the Kickstarter synopsis, Dead Beats is a 160-page full-color anthology of music-themed horror comics centered around the curiosities for sale at one peculiar record store by its enigmatic shopkeeper. Edited by Joseph Corallo and Eric Pilecki, Dead Beats features more than 20 comic stories and more than 40 up and coming creators and industry veterans, as well as cover art and interstitial narrative illustrations by Lisa Sturl. Dead Beats features a broad range of voices from new and established talent selected from all across the medium. Notably, this book includes a reunion of Doom Patrol alums Rachel Pollock and Richard Case working together for the first time in more than 25 years. And for the full list and rundown of creators, uh, check out the Dead Dead Beats Kickstarter page. All of the creative teams are listed there. A lot of heavy hitters and a lot of folks uh, that you'll remember from previous anthologies, such as All We Ever Wanted, Stories of a Better World. And there are a wide variety of rewards that are available to the Kickstarter backers uh, for the Dead Beats campaign, including the book itself, T-shirts, physical and digital bundles of other material from A Wave Blue World's extensive catalog and more. In addition, all backers at the $5 tier or higher uh, will have their name printed in the thank you section in the book. And, uh, you know, I've talked about this on the show previously, but uh, uh, catering to vanity, uh, it is uniquely satisfying seeing uh, your name printed in the back of a comic book, especially if it's uh, one that you're enthusiastic to support. So I would uh, definitely recommend that. And I did want to talk about uh, some of the reward tiers. And as of this recording, uh, two of the reward tiers are already sold out. Um, the early bird print edition uh, for 50 backers sold out. Um, as is the Jen Hickman character sketch for three backers uh, at the $100 level are already gone as well in just the first few hours of the Kickstarter campaign. So if there's a reward tier that looks exciting to you, then I'd recommend jumping on that sooner rather than later. Uh, but I did want to mention uh, one of the really cool uh, reward tiers that I didn't ask Tyler about and we didn't necessarily uh, mention during our interview. Um, it's the portfolio and pitch review. And that is super limited, but still available as of this recording. But um, uh, Wave Blue World's editorial director, Joe Illidge, will review your comics art portfolio or pitch and provide written 
written commentary via email as well as uh, Skype conversations. Uh, this reward also includes both a physical and digital copy of the Deadbeats anthology, a Deadbeats logo sticker, uh, the process PDF, and your name in the thank you section of the book as well. So don't miss out on this exclusive one-on-one opportunity. I know uh, a lot of aspiring creators out there, it's uh, it's really difficult to get that professional feedback. And with uh, Joe's experience at uh, Valiant and DC and Lion Forge, um, uh, that's that's a really great opportunity to get some helpful, meaningful uh, professional feedback on your portfolio or um, a book idea that you would like to pitch. So that's that's a really cool reward tier. Um, again, that that is uh, super exclusive, super limited. I believe there's only three uh, open spots for that. Um, and as of this recording, uh, they're all available. Uh, but again, don't sleep on that if that is something that you're interested in. Uh, Deadbeats is an all or nothing Kickstarter and will only be funded if it reaches its goal by Thursday, May 9th, 2019. So head out to awbwkickstarter.com right now and support the new anthology Deadbeats from A Wave Blue World, mixing music and the macabre just in time for Halloween. Now on Kickstarter with a who's who of great creators, awbwkickstarter.com. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my KGRG college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio. And write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And again, that spelling, as always, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way that it sounds. Leave a voicemail for the Mike Seibert Radio voicemail hotline, 231-224-MIKE. For my guest, Tyler Chintaner, my name is Mike, this has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make good choices.